0: What is up beautiful people? Welcome back to the Built on Bitcoin podcast where we cover all the innovation happening across the Bitcoin ecosystem. And what does that mean? That means that Stax, RSK, Lightning, Liquid, and Bitcoin Mainchain are all first-class citizens on this podcast. So don't think you'll find that many other places. And uh, yeah, so today I have a fantastic interview with Max Efremov. He is a developer evangelist at Hero Systems. If you see this orange in this logo, that's them. They are a developer tooling company and they focus on Bitcoin tooling for developers. They started mostly focusing on stacks and they are now branching out more focused on things like ordinals, Bitcoin main chain, Lightning. So a ton of stuff they do for the ecosystem cover a ton. I wanted to get a pulse of the current state of building on Bitcoin as a developer. So we cover that. Talk about the mindset shift from web two to web three as a programmer and how when you're working with these giant systems that we call blockchains, that are really just giant systems that tell you who owns what. Just they answer that question over and over and over. They do it very, very well. When you're doing that, how differently is it trying to build a smart contract and program in that way versus kind of like the old model in JavaScript and that kind of thing. So. We cover a ton. It's more super, super fun to to discuss and explore. So, without further ado, let's jump into this episode with Max Efremov, developer evangelist at Hero Systems.
1: Welcome to Built on Bitcoin,
0: Max. How are you doing today, my man? Oh, um,
1: I'm doing really well I'm, I'm really excited for this. Um, uh, we'll, we'll probably get into it a little bit, but I'm really excited because I am normally the interviewer um, on my show, uh, Web3 on Bitcoin, and I'm normally the one driving the conversation into uh, uh, what my guests have. And um, after some conversation with you and your invitation to actually be the interviewee, it's it's a nice change of pace, so I'm I'm really excited about that.
0: I'm um, very excited to have you. It's uh, exciting times it's on stacks for sure, but Bitcoin L one innovation kind of like the it seems like the culture is shifting again, and like the narrative from Bitcoin is just separation of money from state and just a way to like transact value is moving to a, a more expan- a expansive definition, and. Uh, There's a lot to explore from the dev side. And so you are a perfect person to talk to because you do, you do have your show, which people should definitely check out Web3 on Bitcoin, but typically builders are in the background, you know, they're more comfortable behind the keyboard. They don't typically, you know, get in front of camera. And even if you get them, sometimes it's hard to tease out the best ideas. They're not amazing at formulating them. And you're, you've been a great synthesizer in the, in the ideas I've seen so far, the episodes I've seen so far, so ton to talk about as far as building on bitcoin um but just to start i love to get a make it equally about the ideas and the people and so i love just get a quick brief background of of your background
1: yeah yeah thanks for that thanks for that the the kind words um uh yeah i i I am often in the the position of having to uh, synthesize and then summarize to people from all different kinds of backgrounds whether they're brand new to Stacks or um, they've been around uh, a blockchain uh, space for 10 plus years. So um, my name is Max and I actually work at Hero. Stacks is the, uh, the, the blockchain of, of Node, but uh, Hero is the developer tooling company for Stacks, helping developers build on that blockchain, um, which is intimately tied to Bitcoin. Uh, something uh, we'll get into if your guests don't know. Um, Stacks is the smart contract layer for Bitcoin um, and the goal, which uh, some of the uh, blockchain upgrades that are coming out this year, the goal is to actually have uh, smart contracts on Stacks actually broadcasting transactions to Bitcoin. So in a decentralized, trust minimized way, bringing these uh, smart contracts and smart contract logic to Bitcoin, which, as we know, is a... uh, uh, dead simple application. It does one thing, it, it just sends uh, uh, Bitcoin from point A to point B. Uh, and so um, uh, Stacks has been um, uh, in the space for a while. I joined Hero, uh, I'm coming up on a year almost, which is pretty mind blowing, uh, end of May. Uh, so it's end of February now. Um, and before that, I'd say um, most relevantly in um, 2020, I uh, started work as a machine learning developer. So I was uh, basically a, a Python developer working on backend systems and um, creating and fine tuning uh, uh, natural language processing models. So taking in, and I was working at a, um, a healthcare company. And uh, what was really cool was is that we were working on, um, it was, it was a small startup that had been acquired by a bigger company and we were working on um, on problems that really just needed solutions uh, quickly. And, um, and so I was uh, working with like 100 million plus records of uh, unstructured data, uh, doing a bunch of um, s- some fancy natural language processing and also some very, very simple um, uh, hacks and um, uh, cool solutions that I got to implement. And um, I was there not very long before the flame of, of crypto um uh specifically DeFi, i was um just took me completely kidnapped me um in 2020 i um was watching and and like with some sort of uh, like uh, indication that there was something interesting going on but pretty confused about like what they were calling DeFi summer um and then by the winter was was basically um inhaling it and then uh, left my tech job to, um, uh, work on some projects, including a cohort based course. So I was teaching, uh, people, uh, about this new, uh, era of blockchain enabled applications, uh, including some developers and founders. So I wasn't teaching people, uh, development, but I was teaching people who wanted to build applications, like what's possible. What are these, um uh, DeFi primitives? Like what is a swap? What is an automated, uh, market maker? What is a, um, a money market? And that also built on my background in economics and um, uh, finance. I have a background in um, economics with some interest in monetary economics and also Austrian economics, which has seen a huge resurgence in um, uh, Bitcoin. Uh, This was like 2015 to 2017 for me uh, when I was really going deep on economics. So uh, and then uh, after all that educational work um, and given my development experience, uh, I uh, met the CEO of, um, of Hero, uh, and this uh, developer advocacy role was uh, uh, created and established for me to um, come meet our users and teach them everything it is that I, I can about the suite of uh, tools, products, services that Hero offers. Uh, the flagship API services, um, we also built the Explorer, the Blockchain Explorer. Um, uh and then a ton of other tools for developing smart contracts whether you know clarinet which is the uh the uh, command line tool for uh, and testing harness for uh, smart contracts to um, the javascript libraries that support um, you know the front end application so there's a ton that we offer we have a very smart incredible team i'm really really grateful and lucky to be working alongside them because actually there's a lot I, i i don't know you know python development is not really that similar to uh, developing a Clarity smart contract, which we'll get into. But there's a lot I've had to learn, and I've been digging into it uh, and trying to make myself uh, as much of a bona fide Stacks developer as I can. So anyway, that, was a, that wasn't a very brief introduction, but um, I think it's a little That's bit... That's okay.
0: You, you opened up Pandora's box, so I got a lot, a lot to work with. We can, we can go many ways. Very interesting, though. Uh, AI background. Quickly, what were you doing before AI? How long have you been a dev? Um, I've
1: been a dev uh, since 2019, um, um, so not not very long. Um, and then uh, my background is 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 kind of uh, interesting. Uh, um, I before uh, actually, so like during my time as a tech worker, I was also, um, for instance, working with the uh, Texas congressional delegation to implement bipartisan immigration reform. So I was meeting with uh, Texas's congressional delegation to uh talk about their interest in openness in um like huge huge bets on on immigration um i was working alongside this uh eccentric uh rich guy who who uh, believes in these moonshots so he's like the odds of this are one in a thousand um and trillion dollar impact so the expected value is still super high we take that bet all day um uh and then before I worked at that was Ideal Immigration, um, and then before that, um, I had I had a, 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 some unrelated backgrounds in in a public service and community service. I'd say,
0: yeah. Got it. Okay. So that so it's not like there's a there's a through line there of uh, trying to work towards a better future, which for me is one of the biggest things about why Bitcoin makes me excited. Is like so many people nowadays don't have hope in the future, like my my future is not going to be as good as my parents you know was you know 50 years ago or whatever based on economics and whatever it is and to me getting into these austrian economics bitcoin reigning in policy or smarter policy uh that's like the biggest bull case for why we need crypto um that's that's just a side note i want to touch on the dev point again though or unless you have something
1: yeah. to say I, I, well I, I that i mean um, that is that is like th- that is the thread that is for me the thread uh, to the hundred year vision. We we're talking about this on Twitter. We'll we'll get to it at some point. I I, uh, I think, but um, uh, yeah, the there's something strange has happened. Um, you know, uh, it is a whole whole long story. But um, um, some keywords for your guests uh, for our guests to to search are like um, uh, Tyler Cowen's The Great Stagnation. Uh, hypothesis peter thiel has talked about this too um the sense in which um uh, uh technological improvement economic growth all of this is kind feels like it's kind of slowed down i mean feels it, it it has slowed down and uh why is that is it because like um you know is, are we getting dumber are we getting you know uh, have all the good ideas been plucked or is it uh this kind of weird institutional slowdown? like our, our our institutions, like, we're overregulated. We have a Federal Reserve printing money, um, you know, the price signal that interest rates, you know, signal like how much latent capital is truly available, how, ma- how many unused resources are truly available. That interest rate uh, signal is completely uh, 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 distorted. Um, and this just kind of leads to, you know, anything from like malinvestment to it's hard to build a you know a five store a five a five building apartment building in in san francisco there's 2,000 people that can veto you building anything new in the city and that's why housing is so expensive it's this weird and it, it's not because we're not smart enough it's because it feels like there's this this like um, uh, um institutional um slow down, these bureaucracies that are really slow and kind of like you know um backwards looking and like um uh, anyway, this is uh, a really important uh, subject and, and, and I find that Bitcoin is this uh, deeply disciplining um, uh, magical quantity, right? It's, uh, it can't be tampered with. It has these new rules that uh, actually don't require, um, you know, our uh, policy makers. We don't, we don't actually we don't have to trust them. Uh, we can just look at the blockchain. No one can change these rules. When I when I realized that this is what was happening, just like You know, everyone, once they get um, orange-pilled, they realize, oh, my gosh, this is, like, this is, like, a a, a fundamentally, paradigmatically new thing. And it's uh, uh, ways of coordinating behavior that don't require a trusted third party. So, um, yeah, uh, I can stop there. But uh, Bitcoin is is uh, an important part of that uh, that future of um, a world in which, like, we're just more generative, more vital, and, and just building
0: more very interesting yeah i've heard that tyler Coe and peace mentioned multiple times so i'll have to check it out finally uh make the time but yeah it sounds trite but people will say like bitcoin is hope and that's it sounds cliche but I, it feels it's very real to me and there's a quote that i repeat in my head a lot which is that you don't see the world as it is you see the world as you are and um when it, when it comes to crypto, once you see the world that way, it's hard to unsee it, but there's still so much to build. So it's it's hard from a dev perspective to get web two devs to make the jump to web three. And then even more so, I'm teaching myself how to code, so I'm learning clarity a little bit and learning front end develop development. And it wasn't till getting into crypto that I had the confidence to say, I could learn this stuff, you know, I could type on the computer and it's It's gonna spit back what I put in. So if I mess up, it's not, it's my fault. It's not the computer's fault. Let me learn this. And, uh, but that mindset took forever. I've always loved tech, you know, back from like the Kevin Rose uh, Attack of the Show days to like, Dig, to Reddit, to all those things. So I've always been an observer, but never wanted to partake. And so I'm curious, when you made the jump in 2019 to get into dev, did that feel weird? Any advice for people making that jump? Just for like the new desm, I'm very curious about that because I think that's a big, that's a big thing that if we could get people to instill, would be a big, uh, like level. Yeah.
1: yeah, great, great question. I've actually so uh, I've answered something similar a lot of times and supported a number of friends and, and acquaintances um, in their uh, uh, in their career changes into um, software development. Uh, so I did a uh, a camp known as, at the time, Lambda School. I believe that they've changed now since to Bloom Tech. Um, yeah. Austin Allred's um, uh, uh, boot camp. Novel in that it had this so, this this great income share agreement, it's called, where instead of like a student loan where I'm on the hook no matter what my um, kind of career outcomes are, instead uh, the boot camp is only paid if and when I get a job. And if I, I don't have a job, I don't get one, or I lose my job or whatever, then they're not getting paid back. So really incentive-aligned... Um, uh, um, uh, institution, um, which was great. So that, that's like a, a kind of two, one of you know many different options that are available. Uh, <clears throat> and so uh, it was. I will say that it was uh, definitely um, uh, intimidating. And this, there was this. I had this story that if you didn't start developing when you're five years old or, or twelve, then the ship has sailed, and you're never gonna you're never gonna be able to get it. And it's just not true. Um, it's not true, uh, because you know, there's nothing that attention and effort won't, won't solve. So there's something like that. Right. So just like, um, showing up, paying attention and, and, and learning these things helps. Also part of the story was, is that I'm just never going to get as good as all the people that are out there already. And for that, the world is really, really, really complex. These, systems the, the, the software systems that support our you know modern economy are very 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 complex and um and and you can actually become the the the, the expert on a, a tiny part of a system or systems generally and so you know you can kind of be in a room with a you know the creator of whatever software system that millions of people use um, someone who knows some tech stack very deeply, and they don't know what you know um, because they haven't taken the time to learn about the ins and outs of, like, for instance, uh, Clarity, uh, the smart contract programming language on Stacks, which is different than uh, Solidity, the uh, most most popular, most widely used uh, Web3 uh, smart contract language. Um, you know, the, and not just, you may not be a, a, a so-called uh, JavaScript or front-end expert, and yet when you're working on your company's system, you may well be the only person that knows how uh, these different you know pieces and components work. So it's it's hard to overstate how much complexity there is, and so how much opportunity there is. Um, uh, this guy, um, Patio11, Patrick McKenzie is his name, and I'll send you the tweet so that we can include in the show notes. Uh, he has this someone named the law a law after him called patio 11's law which is uh, specifically the software economy is bigger than you can imagine even after hearing patio's law meaning I'm telling you you have no idea how big the software economy is and you're and I'm telling you that so you think to okay it's really big and you still don't realize how big it is like there are companies whose monthly engineering budget spend is like tens of millions hundreds of millions of dollars um, there are so there's so much opportunity out there. It's ridiculous. Um, uh, yeah. And that's, you know, maybe there's a whole sidebar conversation about AI and codecs and, you know, uh, uh AI, uh, 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 enabled software development. Um, that's, that's a whole other conversation. Well, but... was,
0: I, it's on my notes, but we'll see if we get there. Uh, cause yeah. there's so much to cover. I do want to, I'll just double click on something cause the, the insecurities you mentioned were the exact ones in my head. And the reason I found Stacks was because of Clarity, because I was trying to de-risk my uh, insecurities in some sense. So it's like, I can go Web 2, Web 3. Web 2 is super mature. It's been, you know, people been building since the MySpace days and before then. So those guys who have been doing it forever are going to beat me. Let me go to the fresh frontier of Web 3. That was my first, like, smart bet to de-risk. And then it was, well, if I do that same thing again, it's solidity versus something else. And Solidity is already starting to take root. So it's like, I'm fighting with these mature devs. Let me go to a bluer ocean, if you will. And so it was Solidity or, and then I saw Trevor Owens tweet and it was Clarity. And I was like, okay, cool. I saw like a machine code. It looks all messy and black. And then it was like human readable code on the purple side and it was Stacks. Yeah. So I, I jumped in, I started learning for like two months, got discouraged, started a podcast instead. Here we are now, two years later, I'm coming back on to learn Clarity but uh, that that insecurity was exactly what I felt, and um, yeah, I think you're right. Just there's so much nuance, so much like granularity to each piece that if you put in the work and just learn it, you'll be you'll be totally fine. Um, I want to start diving into the dev pieces. Then we we've, we've mentioned clarity a few times, and before we get into that, though, I'd love to get if you do believe in the Bitcoin thesis. So like, if you're in Web three. There's a lot of money going to Solidity and if you want to go learn that side. But if you believe in the Bitcoin thesis, could you give us a an overview from a dev perspective, what does that look like from clarity to lightning to whatever Bitcoin script is like what what what's the lay of the land currently if you're trying to extend use cases for Bitcoin?
1: Yeah, yeah, great question. So um, there is all of development, all of software development. There's um, Web3 is within that and then within with Web3, there's um, like Ethereum and Ethereum, like EVM-compatible chains that, that you know, typically the, their smart contract applications are written in Solidity. And then there's Bitcoin and um, the uh, layers or um, uh, maybe even single applications that live on top of Bitcoin, of which some of the biggest are Lightning, um, RSK, um, uh, uh, Stacks, uh, a number of others. And so, uh, uh, and and these uh, these all um, uh, uh, enable extend Bitcoin functionality. So Bitcoin obviously is uh, the first blockchain, um, and intentionally is very very simple, um, and which provides it just completely unparalleled um, security. Um, there are no DeFi hacks on Bitcoin because there is no DeFi. Um, and when Solidity was was made, this this smart contract programming language about six years ago, uh, so uh, five or so years after Bitcoin, um, uh, instead of just single application blockchains, let's add like kind of uh, a virtual machine or a, a kind of computational layer to these blockchains. Uh, that was Ethereum, um, an innovation that's now been copied by many many other blockchains. And uh, Solidity is that programming language. And when Solidity was uh, conceived of, we had no idea just how much value these smart contract applications would would hold inside of them. Like how how much economic resources would be committed to these things. Um, we've we've realized and, and have the experience and the data to show it's billions, tens of billions of dollars. I think a high watermark was like a hundred billion or so dollars in uh, uh, fall last year. And these smart contracts are open source code, so these aren't. It, they're, they're total honeypots, and uh, DeFi hacks have been. I don't think anyone realized just how bad these would be. Um, and you know, it's it for a while there in the in the last um, kind of bull market cycle, the, every week there was like a billion dollar hack. It, it seemed like there was just something totally outrageous. If you go to rect, Rekt R E K T dot com, I think they have a leaderboard of DeFi hacks. Uh, it's 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 gross um, and. Um, uh, enter enter Clarity. So Stacks was um, uh, the uh, Clarity virtual machine and kind of the smart contract layer for Bitcoin was conceived of after um, Ethereum and its example of you know these DeFi hacks, these bugs, these vulnerabilities, these um, exploits, a the big attack surface. And Clarity was designed from the ground up to uh, mitigate that. Um, the core um, difference is that it is a decidable language meaning it is not turing complete um uh, which is a uh, a a computer theoretic uh way to describe a system that can kind of compute anything uh so long as you have like the memory and the, the processing space and time for it um uh clarity doesn't have for loops doesn't have conditional jumps um and it's much more therefore explicit which for At first, it seem like why would you want to like, you know, give up features? Why would you want to you know, make a, a kind of quote-unquote dumber uh, virtual machine? And we have found uh, two main things. One, um, that it makes it safer. It makes it more secure, more predictable, more reliable. And then two, there isn't any um, uh, like core uh, DeFi functionality that's uh, existed on Solidity that we can't create a, uh, a version of on Clarity. Um, we, we actually haven't found this to be a, a meaningful limitation. It is another language and you do have to learn it, and it is like, uh, more similar to Lisp than it is say like JavaScript. So there's a, a learning uh, curve there. But, um, but the trade-off uh, is that it's more secure, more reliable. You can also do uh, gas, uh, gas estimations because you have a static call graph. You know exactly what the operations are because the language is decidable. You know everything that's going to happen, and so when you're you know proposing a transaction, you know exactly how much um, STX will cost to uh, uh, yeah to to mine that transaction. So um, that's a little bit about clarity. I think I was going to make another point, but I forgot. Any 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 questions about that?
0: Um, I have some about clarity, but I'm I am curious more not not even more, but the is there anything about Bitcoin main chain, specifically like there's this new Ordinals craze. And so right now we're seeing, especially in the investor side, where I, where I spend my time a lot now is, um, Stacks is getting some interest. Like we're seeing the, 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 the token price pump and people are exploring it. That's, that's fantastic. But the real interest is coming in from people are realizing that L1 is not fully explored. You know things like Taproot, which is the biggest one, unlocked a lot, and people have not pushed Taproot to its limit. So I'm curious about your thoughts on any of that when it comes to Taproot or building for things like Ordinals uh, on Bitcoin main chain.
1: Yeah, uh, th- uh, I think what's possible with a Bitcoin script and and Taproot, I think we're still in like like early, uh, relatively early exploration phase. Um, a buddy of mine actually just told me that he wrote a like a a kind of um, brilliant conditional uh, multi-sig native to um, uh, 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 Bitcoin L1. So there are addresses that have like spend conditions based upon, um, you know, kind of not just multi-sig, but like uh, you can imagine. um, Okay, my my lawyer and my accountant, if the two of them sign a transaction, then we can spend this Bitcoin account. Um, if a, another party, you know, makes a makes a, a signs of transaction, then within a hundred blocks, you know, it opens it up to two other people. It, these kinds of um, these kind of branching logic trees of who's a, who's available, to, who's allowed to spend this uh, Bitcoin, um, have uh, implications for insurance companies, for big mining operations. Um, it adds like a layer of security, and all that's happening on the L1. Oh man, I'm, my my friends gonna kill me. I'm gonna have to look up his name <laughs> uh, of uh, this company. But anyway, this is a relatively new, like very new um, uh, company. He's uh, he's got customers. He's raising. He's he's doing this whole thing. Um, Ordinals is also the most recent um, kind of innovation here in the kind of L one space. Um, as Casey. Rodimer, i forget how to pronounce his last name but um as he has said that this isn't the, he isn't the first one to come up with this idea this has been um kind of mentioned a few different places but he's the first one to really just go full hog and implement the the kind of abstraction layer the 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 uh consensus conventional rules that we now agree about um how to track satoshis and um and yeah this is uh my, my regret right now is that I have not actually yet uh, taken the time to dive very deep into uh, Ordinals to see how it works at the kind of wallet level, how these um, like, how the different op fields are filled in and like, where the data exists exactly. Um, and actually, to be, to be totally transparent, my, um, uh, my interaction with Lightning and with RSK, uh, Liquid is another uh, Bitcoin um, uh, layer. Uh, is is limited to in some instances just basically using their their kind of flagship product. i haven't I, I don't know how to develop with those tools or build applications with them again i I'm you know I spend my time going deep on stacks and um, uh, you know keeping track of uh, development in our field and then also um, you know diving deep on our products and um, so but that said, uh, there is some there's a, there's things happening on l one for sure and it's it's just it is fundamentally limited. It's um, uh, you know it wasn't it, it was intentionally not designed to actually uh, have or carry a lot of compute on the on the L one, and so and that's great. That's that's I love that. I think I think everyone loves that. Obviously, a super majority of miners and users love that. Um, uh, and and you know what i don't actually th- i don't I don't want anyone to use stacks or any of these bitcoin layers that that they don't want to um, uh, while I have my convictions about security and the you know various guarantees about uh, uh, a blockchain and, and kind of uh, our hash digest the finality on, on bitcoin say all all of the all of the innovations and features that stacks brings I don't need everyone to have those same convictions uh, we welcome curiosity there's a um, there will always be Bitcoin maximalists who uh, dislike really anything besides, um, you know, native BTC uh, uh, blockchains. Um, and I frankly, uh, it, it, you know, Bitcoin is, is open to, for anyone to use. And so that a community wants to create um, stacks, wants to, um, you know, with the SBTC proposal, the Nakamoto, Nakamoto uh, proposal for, for stacks. If the community voluntarily wants to uh, send Bitcoin to um, an SBTC escrow Bitcoin address, that then uh, 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 wrapped tokens are you know then minted on the Stacks chain. Whatever happens, DeFi, new applications, new innovations, whatever happens. Uh, if that's, if someone wants to do that, that's their that's totally their prerogative. Um, uh, Bitcoin is is open source for you know uh for anyone to um you know say otherwise i think contradicts its entire ethos and i'm also very very um uh in understanding and aligned on the incredible number of bad actors and and just outright scams and ponzi like you know terrible um uh, projects out there i think that's what i think that's a big lesson from this last market cycle is like ninety eight percent of these uh, blockchains and these protocols and these applications are are um, you know like uh, money grabs. They're not actually driving or delivering value, um, and so I completely understand the wariness. The thing is though is if like it's a good heuristic to say like oh a blockchain a new application a new blockchain needs to prove itself before I trust it. Great heuristic, um, and. You know, you could apply it to 99% of, of blockchains or 99.9% of new applications, right? But if your base rate is do not do not experiment, do not innovate, then you're going to be wrong the one time or the two times when like a, a new step function innovation happens that then you know carries with it like broad adoption, and so you have to have a strong prior, and if you want to live and survive, you also have to uh, be open to experimentation and uh, being open to to new things is in my humble opinion, um, the state of innovation on, on, on Bitcoin say. Um,
0: yeah. Very, very well said. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. I think that the, uh, the fact that stacks is a token drives some groups absolutely bonkers. And when you say the 98% line, it's like, okay, I get it, but you also have to be careful not to throw the baby out with the bathwater and differentiate between a good faith actor, trying to extend a use case in a specific line of thinking. Um, and it's also funny to, to see the ordinals transformation of, they say things like it's tricking the code and it's like, well, you're building an immutable ledger and you're, you're giving it constraints. People are going to do what they're going to do. Like they're going to push it to its limits. So, um, tricking the code that, that, that seems like very, there's some cognitive dissonance there, but you want to, you want to believe one thing but say another. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but
1: It's it's Uh, interesting because I, on the one I do, I, I, I'm sympathetic to people that are like, ordinals is like, um, it's only pot, like no, no one thought about this design or this, 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 you know, uh, utility or this, this possibility when, uh, when, when the various like bips were proposed and, and, and Bitcoin was, you know, created. And so I, 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 understand that. Um, and also um, it just comes with the territory, uh, like these, um, you know, we, we, we're just learning, we're constantly learning all the time. I mean, because here's the thing, according to, 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 to that logic, it, it, there's an argument to be made that DeFi hacks are not actually hacks, because if the blockchain space um, logically permits it and someone published that code, um, you know, it's, it's legal, it's, it's logically mm-hmm. uh, legal. Uh, we have human notions about, you know, fairness and this and that, and I, which, which are important and I, I do want to respect and that is that is the problem, that's the difficulty with developing um, applications and, you know, new um, uh, financial primitives and, and uh, uh, coordinating with blockchain this is that this, this, uh, protocols don't innovate very quickly. It's kind of by design. And so they move very slowly. The applications on them also with blockchain are immutable. So um, doing this is, is, is really hard, and we don't have human institutions that are can like, rewrite these agreements, kind of retroactively go back, change some parameters, wire back money, say, no, 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 you, know, you can't have that because that violates our notion of fairness. We can't do that. Um, I would love if we took Matt Levine's line, um, financial uh, blogger, newsletter writer over at Bloomberg, writes the best um, financial newsletter um, of all time in my, in my opinion, uh, money stuff, he's, he's watching with like, just like equal parts delight, joy and horror as crypto does what he calls speed run financial history. There's all this innovation in, in finance that's happened over the last 500 years, all these painful lessons learned. N- n- no one in crypto is actually paying any attention to that. No one's actually reading any financial history. No one's actually, very, very few people are. And we're, breaking ourselves on these lessons as we're learning them painfully ourselves um uh he wrote a forty thousand word piece um about crypto about a few months ago definitely check that out if you even if you're a crypto og his right he's just one of the best most lucid writers um highly highly
0: recommend very cool okay and um Yeah, it definitely sounds like there's a paradigm shift when you're developing for blockchain. Where if you're doing something in JavaScript, like you just, you know, get push something to your application, you update the code, and you're you're good to go. And so you can you can move fast and break things in some sense, and iterate over time. And with smart contracts, it's much much more important to get it right on the first try, depending how you write your contract. And as soon as you open up yourself to that expressivity or, or chance to update. That's also the exact attack loophole that yeah. they can come in from. So is that, is that directionally right? Like it's a paradigm shift of how to think differently about developing web two and web three?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, so, uh, it, it absolutely is. Um, and that is why it is fantastic that the settlement layer of Bitcoin is very, very, very simple. Um, we haven't experienced, like, a hack or a break of the Bitcoin protocol. Uh, we, like, likely never will. Um, that's fantastic. Um, the application layer on top of it, it being distinct, is, I, I believe, great. It preserves the, 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 the money layer, preserves the settlement layer. Um, and so, because we're not, we're, the standard can't be, it isn't, we have to make perfect applications every time. What we do is we start with very, very simple things and we make sure that they work very, very well and reliably like we did with Bitcoin. And then now with like, for instance, on, on stacks, uh, with these smart contract applications, I mean, this is really why, um, like the, the, the financial primitives within DeFi, um, like you don't want to build a very complex app on the blockchain. You want to, you want to, you want to make it as simple as possible. And what's really being tracked is uh, who owns what and, and, and kind of why, like which economic resources that we're associating and instantiating in these these tokens, um, who owns it and what are the rules upon which that ownership can change? That, that's pretty much it. You want to stick there. More complex, esoteric things, let that exist in your, um, you know, your front-end application or wherever, you know, where the, the stakes are, you know, even a little bit less, um uh yeah that that so but there absolutely is a, a paradigm uh shift in uh the importance of it and I'll, I'll tell you anyone who's anyone who's published a smart contract in mainnet can feel it it's 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 uh, it's uh it's a different feeling and I um and you're very well supported um at stacks we have um a ton of developer tooling a ton of support for um, developers not just on the you know that the application side the front end side etc but the um, underlying smart contract logic clarinet comes with really powerful um, uh, testing features uh, and a testing harness um, there are you know these deployment plans that allow for reproducible deployments whether to your local network or to testnet or to mainnet so you can you can reliably spin up your application just Battle test it as much as you can, and then put it out there. Um, and uh, there's, you know, also uh, auditing companies and, and you know, uh, developers for hire that can look over code, th- these sorts of things. Um, yeah, it's, it's difficult. It's not trivial, and that's that's, I think, the, the 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 cost or the pain of what is otherwise a, you know, a, a, a completely brand new um, uh, kind of digital quantity. These like scarce, immutable um, tokens that anyone can spend. If you have internet access and a private key, you can access uh, the you know uh, stacks uh, wallet or the or Bitcoin wallet, and you can you can use these systems and no one can stop you. And the cost of that is you know uh, we've then now have to front load the development and make sure that we're building really, really smart, really um, well tested and. and uh, uh, well-designed well-planned uh, applications. Um, yeah, we have, again, uh, just to continue to plug Stacks and, and Hero, Hero is the, the developer tooling company. Um, there's just a, a bunch of very talented, smart people working to support um, our users, these application developers. So um, yeah, I think, also you mentioned something that I, didn't, I don't think I totally responded to, which is this point about um, uh, the fury over the Stacks having a token. Um, uh, I didn't, I didn't mean to like elide that or, or, or move past it. Um, I think it's, uh, I think it's a, a valid criticism. I, I think so one, um, that criticism was incorporated into, uh, the SBTC proposals and actually, um, uh, uh, I, I, I don't remember exactly the final word on it, but um, SBTC, which is the, the, the token, uh, is can now actually be used to pay transaction fees, which means that now native Bitcoin is the uh, the kind of uh, um, the coin of, of the realm for paying transaction fees, um, and so that so that that has been that, that that line of criticism has been incorporated, that line of feedback. Uh, and it's just one of the many other things that's um, being uh, worked on right now, actively developed in, um, uh, with, by the, the decentralized blockchain team uh, all, over, you know, all over the Internet, all over the world um, on this Nakamoto and SBTC proposals. Um, so that's what I would say with that. And I would also say I do not expect with this uh, SBTC peg, I, I think it's very wise that people wait and watch to see what happens. Um, I don't, you know, on day one, I'm not going to be moving all of my Bitcoin onto SBTC. I'm going to be, uh, just alongside everyone else, testing, uh, writing applications, uh, seeing what happens. And I expect um, expect the market capitalization of, of SBTC to, to grow and to rise because um, right now, there's half trillion dollars, I, I don't know the latest number, but you know, hundreds of billions of dollars of BTC sitting Totally idle, Um, and the only way for it to be used, uh, quote unquote, productively in a kind of capitalistic fashion, is to use centralized um, uh, entities. So you know your blockfies and your you know other centralized money markets for you to then send your BTC and then borrow against. And we saw what happened. They block. You know uh, I don't want to. Badmouth, uh, um, you know, anyone in the industry, and there's just a there's a a lot of um, a lot of ways in which these centralized entities have have proven us wrong, and so we want decentralized alternatives to um, to finance, especially in this um, hundred year future uh, where Bitcoin is the uh, the, um, the the uh, monetary reserve. It is the hard money upon which all uh transacting and lending happens uh that in that world in which um uh you know central banks basically you know as 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 to very very briefly capitulate the like the theory of what may happen in a hyper bitcoinization we're going to just continue to uh inflate and um and uh, inflate away the value purchasing power of these dollars and other currencies to the point where there um, may well be a hyperinflating event and just sort of one by one people will continue to move to Bitcoin. Um, uh, how that transition goes I, I don't know um, and the world in which there's a, a Bitcoin reserve um, that's how central banks clear you know uh, or, or you know settle between each other that is how um, uh, commercial banks, um, you know, that's they borrow with the Fed, they, that's, they keep their reserves at the Fed, their Bitcoin reserves. And then they, you know, lend to businesses, et cetera. That, that world, um, I would love to see open source, decentralized um, financial uh, infrastructure that powers um, those, uh, for instance, commercial banks. We can see how much money or how much Bitcoin is held at these various places. And then mathematically uh, deduce, um, you know, the amount of uh, uh, kind of like Sats, like accredited um, uh, money, like loaned into existence. We can then have a much firmer grasp on on uh, what the money supply is, what prices are. Um, That world, um, Bitcoin, I believe, is not enough, Um, and to have financial applications built on top of it, uh, I want to see. Um, blockchains that uh, provide this financial application layer, uh, this computation layer that is open source, immutable, censorship resistant, just like you know, um, Bitcoin is. But Bitcoin right now cannot uh, support these um, these kinds of like smart contract logic, this kind of smart contract logic that I'm describing. So that is, that is someone, someone's going to build that. That's, that's going to happen. And it's just a, a question of who.
0: Very well said. and It makes it abundantly clear why we need layers on top to to make that more possible and also to sandbox these experiments that are necessary, but you don't want to just, like, shove them into a, a BIP and put it on, on Bitcoin Core. Um, I have one more question for you, but I want to rehash a couple of things you said just because I think people get lost in certain things. So, like, the token, for example, um, is is very interesting because... If you're trying to bootstrap a blockchain, you need a way to incentivize people to mine. But if you don't have a token, it comes through transaction fees, so you have a bootstrapping issue. And that also leads to chain reorgs where someone can come in quickly and take over the network. So because it's weird, it's hard to trust something, which is why with RSK and Blockstream, you saw federations from the jump. That's how you solve that problem. So with a token, because you have economics in play, you can have an open membership network from the start and it has that utility. With the Nakamoto release, you're gonna get something where the token will be for peg out transactions and for stacking. But like you said, the the gas will be auto-converted from SBTC, so you have a peer abstraction layer that if you just wanna be a peer BTC player, you can do that uh, likely within the years is what the timelines look like. Um,
1: yeah, just to think, thank you for, for making that point. Um, and... Stacks it, it, it kind of rode this um, this uh, uh, this benefit of having a token, and then converted a, a regime change into this um, SBTC and Bitcoin uh, is, is converting. Is that that's a, a decentralized process that you know requires community support. Uh, that is, but that is that is uh, the alignment uh, of the community is on that. But uh, that happened because of the token. Crude analogy is um, Ethereum was able to actually uh, enter into a proof of stake regime change. Um, it's hard, you can't do that from the outset because you can't, it's really hard to reliably uh, create the decentralization of the token um, to then have something like robust decentralized uh, stakers. Um, You couldn't do that now. People would make a thousand wallets. They'd claim your token, so it'd really be like lots of centralization and concentration of that. But they first they had the proof of work mining, and then they moved that. But anyway, that's just to kind of uh, fortify that point about like kind of doing things uh, in one regime and then transferring over into another um, to kind of ride some of those incentive uh, benefits. So, but anyway, was there more that you were gonna say?
0: No, that, that was great. I just, I, I want to jump back one with my last kind of question. Cause this, this idea of developer tooling, I still don't fully grasp. So you mentioned quite a bit of it, things like clarinet, which I've experimented with. It's fantastic. It's amazing how much you can do in the terminal for static analysis. Um, deployment, deployment plans. I'm sure there's a bunch of other stuff as far as like API endpoints and for the devs, like, you know what those mean, but for a newbie and mm-hmm. I'm in the middle now, um, you hear things like consensus built MetaMask, and you hear things like Infura on ETH, and I know what I know what the words like what the words are, but I don't know what they mean or how important they are. And so when it comes to dev tooling, building on a blockchain and having an entity like Hero inside an ecosystem, uh, what what do those things really do, and how do they really help developers? Like how, how critical are they for for a blockchain and builders in the blockchain?
1: Yeah, so you mentioned Consensus and Infura. So those are companies um, that uh, make the developer tooling for Ethereum. Uh, they make the wallet, uh, MetaMask, um, and then uh, Infura uh, is like, they provide, they basically do a lot of indexing of the chain state and then provide APIs uh, so that you can actually, instead of, you know, as an application developer, it's time consuming to spin up a node, uh, index the entire blockchain, and then uh build up an, an indexing layer right so you have the raw data of all of the transactions that comprise each block but then to actually build up like well what does user a well, combine all of user a's transactions and then net out how many tokens they actually have that is not not it's logically entailed in the blockchain but it's not actually like you can't go to the blockchain through blockchain explorer and like look at the block and then see that 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 sum total. You need to build a, uh, a, a kind of a layer on top that actually does that indexing and the, that interpretation for you. Um, as a blockchain developer, you're trying to build a new application for your user, right? You're trying to build a money market or a new NFT collection or um, a you know housing registry, what, whatever it is. To have to do that too is an enormous undertaking. You, you really and and there there are people that do it better and at scale they provide uh, like hero uh, that does has a hero wallet like consensus has metamask. The hero wallet is uh, the uh, wallet of uh, the most popular wallet in the ecosystem. We have the API we have APIs as well for, for the stacks chain, right so we've built that indexing layer uh, and then we have various API endpoints that do this kind of interpretation and then uh, uh, kind of ret- returning whatever it is that you're querying all, all of that logic already being done. Um, so th- those are those are how developers use take advantage of the work already being done by us. Um, Clarinet is for developing smart contracts. So uh, and really tied intimately with that is our VS Code extension. So VS Code is the developer environment. It's uh, where it is that you're actually typing in your your um, your the the syntax that comprises your smart contract. So clarity.clar is the, the, the kind of our clarity files. You are, you know, writing functions, you are writing uh, data members, like, um, you know, important data report important variables that your later down contract logic needs to references. Um, VS Code provides syntax highlighting, um, a ton of features like code completion, uh, best practices, check checkers, so making sure that you're, you know, um, uh, the developer supported in, in their best practices. Um, and then, um, oh boy, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking. Um, we, have, we also made the Explorer for the ecosystem, right? So to look at the blockchain Explorer, which uses our own APIs, it's we're kind of building on top of it. You know, Hero is able to create really powerful tools and services and features for our uh, users because of just, I mean, the raw talent that we have, but then also um, you know, we're using our own tools, we're using our own APIs, et cetera. We're also, Uh, I'll give us a little preview to your users. We're also building something, um, a a new product um, that's going live. um, uh, I feel like I'm gonna get in trouble for saying it, but uh,
0: we can cut if we have to. If it's not legally allowed,
1: we'll cut (laughs) if we have to. If I get Um, Joe, I'll just say March twenty first. March twenty first, we're announcing a new, um, a new tool that we've been working on very hard, and um, is just another. A step in our commitment to creating a good developer experience, so that developers are doing less fiddling with um, things that can be automated, things that uh, can be taken care of by others, and they're, they're just working on their core, like logic or the core differentiating features of their application for their users. So the less time they're spent like doing repetitive tasks, the less time they're spending, you know, like setting up their own node and, and indexing a blockchain. Like all of that's good and fine, but um, there's a lot of time that could be saved using these tools, a lot of time and pain. And um, yeah, so does
0: that answer your question? That was exactly what I was looking for. So thank you for breaking that down. That's really helpful. Um, we're coming up on time. We covered an absolute ton. So thank you so much for coming on here. Uh, any any last, last thoughts or thing, things I didn't cover that you want to drop right here?
1: Oh um, no! This has been fantastic. Um, it's been a real treat. I, I, like I said, I've been the interviewer, and so uh, and I loved our guests. I get to hand select our guests. I, I'm really blessed and lucky to do that. And uh, I've just like you know, in my last year being at uh, nine months being at Hero, I've come into a lot of knowledge and understanding. It hasn't just like made its way out, and so I really appreciate the opportunity to uh, speak into that. You were a great interviewer, and. Um, uh, come check out hero, hero.so. Um, there's a ton uh, of information about our products and services, and also tutorials about how it is that you can get started building these applications, creating an NFT collection. Um, Kenny Rogers over at the Stacks Foundation also has a ton of great content for, for newcomers to the field. Clarity Camp, uh, Clarity Universe is um, uh, on the Stacks. Uh, org, um, the Stacks Foundation. This is a nonprofit that supports the ecosystem. Um, they have created a standalone, self-paced course for how to learn Clarity. Um, they were also running live Clarity cohort-based courses, so you could get in there with other people. Um, there's a Stacks Accelerator, uh, uh, Stacks Ventures. There's funding in the ecosystem and environment. If you have a good, a good idea, if you're working on the you know Ordinals, you've got an idea for a new uh, either collection or Um, accessibility tool or or something related to it and and you are looking to get support and funding there is you know a ton of opportunity for you there whether working with ordinals or building an application on stacks Um, there's a ton of support out there and um, if you have a good idea come reach out to come to visit our discord Um, come dm me find me on twitter Um, yeah that sort of thing
0: Fantastic. I'll add two more load nuggets, uh, 100 Days of Clarity is an ex- mm. excellent resource from, from Setsu, who's an uh, engineer in the ecosystem. The first 20 days are on YouTube, so just type in 100 Days of Clarity. And if you're building on clarity and you want to build where the puck is going, SBTC is one of the biggest changes that I see coming to Stacks, and you did a fantastic episode with Igor, who's one of the core, he's leading the team that's leading that charge on SBTC, so... Web3 on Bitcoin, Igor on YouTube, it'll pop up. Highly, highly recommend if you want to learn clarity, everything he just mentioned, and then like how to use these new things and use SPTC as a SIP10 token, that's going to be the place to, to jump to. So uh, I think it's a pretty good way to wrap. So Max, again, thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. This has been a fantastic episode.
1: Yeah, this has been real fun. Uh, thanks so much, Jake. Um, really appreciate you. and I'll see you around. <laughs>
0: Welcome to Built on Bitcoin. I know the things don't always go your way, but I'll be right here waiting. I've been waiting now, I've been trying to figure out a way to make it out. Make it out, cause I don't think about